Ram Dama's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 9, The Pit, the cruelest place in the universe. The Pit was an inhuman place, vile and cruel. This ingenious product of a civilization progressed to a superb level of technology, but equipped with only the most rudimentary moral values. Actually, there were two pits, deep depressions lined by simulated glowing red rock formations capped by the circular white prison houses. And inside the pits were thousands of oblong boulders, not rocks in the conventional sense, but artificial models, bright green geodesic energy fields possessing weight and placed in the pits for the sole purpose of being moved from pit to pit. Long concave chutes acting like conveyor belts use yellow energy to draw the rocks up over the prison houses and into the adjacent pit. There they would sit until the next morning when the prisoners would begin the day-long effort to transfer them back to the other pit. It was a nonsensical, monotonous task with no rewards. Prison house was a disgusting place. The inside room, about 100 feet wide, continued without interruption around both pits. Several thousand men were crammed into the rooms. Like wild animals, they attempted to stake out their space every night. The center of the room was a prime location. That was away from the long span of windows. Windows with a clear energy field on the outside. Fields that could dissolve a man in half in a second. All of which would mean nothing if there were not gravity lifting machines controlled by the zones. When the machines were activated at any time during the night, everything that was not tied down would begin floating around the room. And anything including a sleeping man could drift right into the dematerialization field. Then again, the thought of instant death was sometimes welcomed by those who labored in the pit. Dr. Victor Savard, his gray hair pushing over his ears and his white beard bushy on his tanned face, opened his eyes. His heart punched against his white prison jumpsuit as he realized the gravity-lifting machines had been activated. He reached out slowly in the dim light and prepared himself for the fall to the floor. Then he heard a scream to his right flash of blue light in the windows told him someone had just floated into the field. At once he began scanning the room for Kellogg, but it was too early to see anything clearly. The sun had not yet risen. Without warning, the zones lowered the power levels to the gravity-lifting mechanisms. Savard and everyone else went crashing to the concrete below. He held his wrist as he sat up. By now, he thought, he had learned how to brace himself. Shh. He had learned how to brace himself. Shaking off the pain, he walked through the buzzing prisoners and looked for Kellogg. The general was also searching for Savard and spotted him across the room as he moved in his direction. Both men had lost a considerable amount of weight. Although Kellogg, even though most of the coloring had worn out in his hair, looked more robust than ever, the work had toughened his body and his spirit. Well, general, said Savard as he approached, I see you survived another night. Over here, answered the general, motioning Savard toward the window ledge. Yeah, I survived the night. You seem more distressed than usual. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? The same thing that's on my mind every damned morning, busting the skulls of those metal-skinned zones. Savard looked out the window again. Across the bay was the same glowing blue city with the bizarre architecture. It was still a mystery to them both. 
Bright pink blips of light traveled the blue building pathways like race cars on a track. Savard turned toward the general. General, you have attacked the Zomes on several occasions during our 21 days we've been here. You and your methodical ways, counting every hour in this hole. Son of a bitch. I'm going to kill every last one of those monsters. Even if they kill me, I'd rather die than spend another 21 days in here. I've told you many times before, General. It is possible to get out of the pit. Oh, you and your theories, Savard, scoffed Kellogg. Listen to me. Raymond did get out of here. Who the hell knows how he got out in those woods? He's a bubblehead, Savard. They put him in that synapse scrambler one more time, he won't be thinking at all. Forget him. He can't help us. He does have his moments when he's very coherent, and those moments are growing more frequent. Then tell me how he managed to escape. Haven't you thought about that at all, General? If I figured that out, I'd be out of here, complained Kellogg. He must have had cohorts. If we can just keep questioning him, perhaps we can make it out of here and back to the complex. Back there? yelled Kellogg. Oh, to those bony skeletons? If you think I'm going to risk my life to go back there. General, be reasonable, said Savard. I'm convinced that the complex is a library of sorts with information to be gained. Quit dreaming, replied Kellogg as the sirens sounded all around the pit. The day was beginning. The outside white energy scoops were glowing with a deep yellow light as they hummed. The rocks in the ledges still glowed brightly as, as the sun peeked over the horizon next to the blue architecture across the bay. Something has to break, Doctor, said Kellogg, because I've had it. I won't be responsible for my actions any longer. As the large overhead doors opened in the ceiling, above they could see the red zones against the brightening morning sky. Long white ramps slowly slid into place and the prisoners began marching to the top. They had to march or be killed. Zavad trotted upward, looking at his calloused hands in the light of the new day. His body had ached at first, but over the weeks his muscles had been tuned like a fine working machine, and his mind was conditioned toward another day of pain and suffering in a world where there were absolutely no choices. The sunlight hit his eyes like a torch and he looked across the energy rock pit, mumbling Raymond's prophetic words to himself. The cruelest place in the universe. Thousands of men now were moving out of the prison. The conveyors brought them down to the top level of rocks, and above it all, the zones, in full control, directed them downward like cattle into the slaughter. Inevitably, they were those who were uncooperative, those who could not face another day of lifting the rocks. They were vaporized on the spot and the day wore on. Savard estimated that both pits were over a half a mile in diameter. The men needed no further stimulation to start work. Morning feeding would commence only when enough rocks had been removed to uncover the first ledge marker. Savard squinted as he grasped the first energy rock. It had all the substance and weight of a real rock. He passed it to the next man in a long line to the conveyor. Each man would perform his function on the lines, then move forward. Several minutes later, as the man loading the rocks into the conveyor beam moved to the rear of the line and began picking up rocks out of the pit. There were at least 50 lines, and despite all other methods, there was no better way to empty the pit before sundown. For if the pit was not emptied, the men would be tortured by pulverizing energy fields within the pit. 
a most agonizing experience. It had happened to Savide and Kellogg just once, and Savide remembered feeling as if his skin had been peeled off his body, but the threat gave them the incentive to clear the pit. The afternoon sun was passing away now, and there was still a good-sized layer on the pit bottom. Savide looked up as he handed the rocks to the next man in line. The pit was towering high above now, blocking the sunlight in a mass of glowing red light. These bastards are just waiting for the kill, said Kellogg. He could see the outline of the zones in the sunlight above. Just keep working, General, advised Savad. Damn zones, damn zones, yelled Kellogg as he passed the rocks. But the zones, having surveyed the rock levels, began broadcasting a warning message. Attention, prisoners of the Dominion. You only have ten minutes. Just one rock in the pit will cause the field to be activated. Unbelievable, said Savad as he quickened his pace. The time was moving by rapidly. Everyone was wondering, however, if the zones had sped up the clock on the prison house wall. It made them work faster, and the ensuing rally was clearing the pit. The clock was definitely moving faster, but they had won. The last rocks were being loaded into a yellow conveyor beam, and the prisoners became ecstatic. This seemed to perturb the zones. Many of the prisoners had to make a serious attempt to quell the jubilation. At least they'd be subject to a rash of sadistic zone displays. Attention, attention, pit prisoners. The daily task has been completed on time, but your behavior is quite out of order. They waited under the threat of the painful energy fields for a full ten minutes. This type of psychological harassment was punishment enough for a job well done. The conveyor started up again and the prisoners rotted upward into the prison house. They did not feel totally safe until they were cleared out of the pit. The Zomes were inspecting the prisoners on the roof. That could only mean one thing. They're taking people away again, said the general. I don't like this, replied Savard. People just whisked out of here and for what? Experiments? Attention prisoners. Attention pit prisoners. Prisoners will be selected for work in the XB regimentation. If selected, you will march with the Zomes into the docking area. Once again, those who defy the Dominion orders will be eliminated. Oh, of course, laughed Savard. Force is the only thing that keeps this thing together. Unlimited and overwhelming force. Force is not always a bad thing, Doctor, replied Kellogg as he looked across the roof. Prisoners were being yanked out of the long line and taken to a side ramp. Here they were brought outside of the pit island to a pier that faced the twisted matrix across the bay. I think you're beginning to identify with the aggressor, General. You better watch yourself. Just remember, those zones aren't human. They're controlling the pit prisoners, human beings. That's not my idea of a good thing. As he spoke, Savard felt the cold fingers of a zone grasping his arm. And in seconds, he was ripped away from the line. They were going to use him in this XP regimentation. What the hell do you think you're doing? Asked Kellogg, almost snapping. As he saw Savard being taken away, he ran forward. He's done nothing wrong! Back, prisoner! Shouted another zone as he struck the general. Blood oozed from his cheek as he collapsed onto the rooftop. Savard! Savard! The doctor, Kellogg's only comrade in the despicable island pit, was being marched out of sight down the rampway. He tried to look back toward the general, but the zone pushed him along by the real rock ledges and out of the sunlight. 
The rancorous blue matrix, so much associated with the zones, was bathed in sunlight across the bay. And below, there were several boats lined up along the pier. Glass paneled on all three levels, and air propelled, they were stuffed with other men to be taken away. Savard could hear the compressed air gushing from the boat hulls. The waves hit the pier and the surrounding rocks as he walked across the connecting ramp. It was a small ship for so many men. Each man was confined to a glass cubicle within the vessel. The doctor was shoved into the small space on the right of the outside glass wall. He wondered as he brought his knees upward what ominous experiment awaited him. The petrified faces of other men reflected the same concerns. Like frightened children, they were locked into something which they had no control over. Across the way, he saw the disheveled Raymond, eyes glassy and face blank, almost unaware of what was happening, and survived for the first time in his life, longed to be like Raymond, possessing Raymond, possessing no knowledge, no rationality or reasoning processes. He wished he was dead. Join us again next week for another adventurous episode of the Ram Damas Kingdom, Produced by 